for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I am your host, Art Stapleton, in Indianapolis, day two of the NFL Combine. Today we had the defensive linemen, the linebackers, both inside and edge, and a lot of goings-on out here in Indy overall, trying to pick up as many scoops as we can for you, our dedicated audience. If you're all in, we're all in. So today's big story for me, uh, I bounced around the podiums, uh, was catching up with B.J. Ojolari. Yes, that's Aziz's younger brother. And there were a couple of Giants beat reporters there at the podium. I got some sound from B.J. that I think you'll enjoy talking about Aziz and the impact that his older brother has had on him. I also was able to reach out and speak with both BJ and Aziz's high school coach down in Marietta, Georgia, Richard Morgan. And he was great. Gave me a lot of good stuff. I'll share that with you. Also shared that in a story on BJ and Aziz that will be posted on NorthJersey.com and across the USA Today Network on Thursday morning. So if you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday, make sure you check out the story on Thursday. If you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, well, what are you waiting for? Get over to NorthJersey.com, read the story on BJ and Aziz. So I had the pleasure a couple of years ago of having Aziz when he was a rookie on the debut season of All In with Art Stapleton. And we talked about BJ, who at the time was leading the country in sacks for LSU. Now, BJ went to LSU. Aziz went to Georgia. There's a lot of backstory there. Very competitive with the two brothers together. I'll get to that, and I'll give you some of the lowdown and and my takeaways from Wednesday's trip around the podium in the media availability sessions. But before anything else, let's get to the sound with BJ Ojolari. Apologize in advance for the background noise. The setup at the Combine is challenging because all of the podiums with speakers are next to one another. There are eight podiums. So sometimes you get some feedback. Sometimes you get uh, some crossover with the sound from other speakers. So our fabulous producer, Paul Wood, does what he can to help with the audio for you, the audience. I do my best with our different microphones to make sure that we get it as clean as possible. But in this case, I think the sound from BJ uh, is more important to get on the show so you can enjoy it and hear him talk about his brother, his formal interview with the Giants here in Indianapolis, and some other things. So enjoy this interview with BJ and then I'll be back and I'll give you the lowdown on the story and some other tidbits that I picked up today at 
the combine. Mentioned disease. Did you ever, you guys ever talk about what it would be like if you ended up at the same place? Yeah, we we always talked about it. Uh, uh, so when he went to college, he he wanted me to come play with him. Uh, but I took my own different route. So this, uh, you know, I don't have the you know the power to choose that. So if I end up with with him, I think it's gonna be a blessing as well to be able to play with my brother again and dominate on opposite sides of the ball. Well, not opposite, but the other end of the ball. Have you had the opportunity to meet with the Giants at all yet? Yes, sir. I had an opportunity. I had a formal, and I think the formal went very well. Uh, just being able to meet the whole staff, uh, it, was, it was a great feeling uh, when walking out, walking out that room after that formal interview. You kind of get the debrief from Aziz before you went in. What the guys yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. He, he sent me a couple texts, uh, you know, saying who's going to be in there, uh, what to expect. Um, but you know, that, I just got a little sneak peek. Um, but the interview went very smooth. Um, the coach staff is amazing over there. Yeah, um, uh, like in our rushes, you know, he's, he's using more power moves, more long arms. Uh, I'm using more finesse moves to get to the quarterbacks. Finesse like in, yeah, speed moves and, and, and uh, swipes and other uh, things like that. Um, that uh, he, He's able to use, but that's not just more of his play style. Yeah, he has a, a great impact on me. He's like a mentor to me. Uh, yeah, he, he's at the Giants, playing for the Giants right now. Uh, but I lean on him a lot. Uh, he's been through the same process, uh, the same. Um, he at the level where I'm trying to get. So anything that I can ask him, I'm, I'm going to ask him. I think we have some similarities, uh, but I don't think we play the same. I have a different, a little more play, different playing style. Yeah, uh, I think I'm more of a, a finesse play style, and uh, you know he's more, um, you know, striking and, and more like a, a, a bulldozer, and I'm more of a, of a finesse. All right, hope you enjoyed that sound from B.J. Ojolari. You know, here's the deal. Uh, you know, and one of the questions I asked Ojolari near the end of the interview, I didn't give you that sound uh, because the answer wasn't really. Uh, you know, an, a, a listenable answer where you had to hear it. So I'll tell you what he answered. I asked how competitive they were. You know, does he want to beat Aziz's draft slot with the Giants? And obviously, BJ said yes, but that's part of the competition. I think it's funny because both brothers fall in the same realm of where will they go on draft night. I think there's a good possibility that if the right team likes what B.J. Ojolari brings to the table, that they take him in the first round. I do think that he's more likely to go in the second round, so early on day two. And if he's still available on the board when the Giants come around, you know, this idea that, well, they can't take another edge player, you know, wait a minute. We've spent a decade talking about how the Giants – after the run of Strahan, Yumanura, Kiwanuka, Tuck, Pierre Paul, that what happened to the great Giants pass rushers of the past? Well, now you have Kayvon Thibodeau, who you were committed to at number five overall last year. You still have Aziz Ojolari, who, very impressive rookie year, solid rookie record for sacks. Obviously, that doesn't include uh, guys beyond before the sack became a a statistic, so Lawrence Taylor's not included in that. Uh, But 
Then you also have guys, is O'Shane Zimenez back? You know, what will you do bringing in another veteran this year uh, as far as pass rushers? Is Ellerson Smith still a guy that's going to get some playing time? So the Giants still need some depth on that edge. Uh, and depending on what they do in round one, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, this was not a check-the-box formal on B.J. Ojolari. I mean, they they like him. From what I understand, they liked him in that in that meeting. And, you know, he may not be, you know, their first choice in that second round. And they may have other needs that they're looking at. I can't tell you where he is on, on their board. I mean, that's not even finalized until April. But uh, I think it's it's entirely possible that, we have an Ojolari reunion in New York. I can play it out for you. So here's the deal with with BJ and Aziz. Uh, they played together at Marietta High School. Aziz was a senior and BJ was a sophomore. Aziz played outside linebacker. BJ played outside linebacker. BJ also played offensive tackle, uh, which was an unbelievable thing for, for him to do as a sophomore. Uh, so Richard Morgan kind of shared some stories two years ago. I remembered that. I revisited that with him on the phone call uh, that we had on Wednesday. You know, and and he brought up the idea that they made the final eight that year, Aziz's senior year, when BJ was a sophomore. And that playoff game was when Aziz tore his knee up and had his ACL injury. And they ended up losing in the playoffs. And he thought that if Aziz had stayed healthy, they would have been able to go go on and challenge for the state championship, which they did two years later when Aziz was in college at Georgia and BJ was the senior star. They ended up winning the state championship at Marietta. So I remember talking to Aziz when BJ was a freshman at LSU and he said, he recruited his brother hard to Georgia. And we asked BJ about that, and you heard a little bit of that. But the reality is that BJ wanted to kind of create his own path and follow his own destiny, if you will. So first he committed to Tennessee, and then he ended up flipping to LSU and went through his ups and downs at LSU, not necessarily production-wise, but... We know the firing of Ed Orgeron, and then uh, Brian Kelly came in last year. BJ was a, a leader on that team this year for LSU with a big bounce back under Brian Kelly. Uh, but now it's kind of funny how the younger brother is now following the path of the older brother, which they looked to avoid uh, a couple years ago. So... Like I said, it's a good story. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I enjoyed writing it. And who knows, if B.J. Ojolari ends up a giant, to have Aziz, B.J. Ojolari, and Kayvon Thibodeau on the field in some way, shape, or form together in rush packages, uh, that'd be pretty impressive. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I'd say I'd put the chances at that happening probably about 25-30% if it happened. Uh, but Ojolari has a great skill set. And the Giants coaches and scouts love what Aziz brings to the table. I think they would love what, what BJ brings to the table as well. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what Joe Shane said yesterday. And I heard about that 
Um, and I think I mentioned it a little bit on day one. Uh, I think defensive line is a spot where the Giants could pull the trigger, uh, especially early in the draft. Because if you look beyond Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, uh, you have a lot of guys who played a lot of snaps that maybe they weren't necessarily ready for it. Look, you got contributions from an undrafted free agent and Ryder Anderson, a rookie. You got contributions from Justin Ellis, uh, who was a veteran and probably played more snaps than he anticipated. DJ Davidson was a promising rookie that he would have taken some snaps in that run defense, especially. He got hurt, so you're not sure where he's coming back. He's got that the knee that he came back. He's coming back from surgery. So I would expect to see some defensive line help in this draft. Beyond that, inside linebacker. Spent some time with the inside linebackers today. Impressed with what I heard from a lot of them. Drew Sanders from Arkansas met with the Giants already. Uh, Trenton Simpson from Clemson, he met with the Giants. Uh, trying to trying to remember, but I, I don't know why I'm blanking. Jack Campbell from Iowa, he was intriguing. I liked listening to him as far as that inside backer uh, more than any of the guys today. He was very funny about... Iowa and how Iowa takes, you know, two-star guys working in the farms and turns them into, you know, award winners and All-Americans, which I thought that was interesting, uh, the way he pushed it. Now, I believe he'll meet with the Giants if he hasn't already. Uh, He kind of took the tack that he really didn't want to reveal which teams he met with because he didn't think it would be fair to the teams. So be it. Uh, But I definitely think the Giants are looking at that inside linebacker position uh, to upgrade, if not at number 25 in the first round, what they'll be able to do uh, beyond that. So no new news on the Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley front. Obviously, I'll put that out there as soon as I get anything. It's moving along with the way Joe Shane framed it on Tuesday. So that wraps up day two at the Combine. Hope you enjoy the Ojolari story and you like this update here. Uh, at this point, uh, on Thursday, it will be the DBs and the specialists. And one of the stories I'll be working on is Rutgers punter Adam Corsak, the best player on the banks of the Raritan the last four years. Does he have a future in the NFL? A lot of people think so. He may have to change a little bit of his Australian rules punting style to fit more of the prototype in the NFL. But it's going to be fun to meet up with him on Thursday morning, and I'll have that Friday Friday story. Uh, and could Corsak be a guy that the Giants are interested in? Uh, maybe an upgrade at punter. Uh, maybe bring somebody in to compete with Jamie Gillen who had an up-and-down season last year. So that's where we're at. And Friday, of course, at the Combine is wide receivers and quarterbacks. Be a lot of focus on the wide receivers. I'll try to hit as many as I can. Also, we'll see, we'll monitor the quarterbacks. Let's just say that. So appreciate you being all in. We're all in with you from here at the Combine, as we are every week. So hope you enjoy this show and 
Keep it right here, following along with the podcast and on NorthJersey.com and on all social media platforms, Art underscore Stapleton. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.